the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al Fadi. Well, good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us again in another episode of Let Us Reason. I'm your host, Al Fadi, and um, today is a very special day. We are celebrating show number 100, which means that we are almost hitting uh, the end of our second season. And Lord willing, we will be doing uh, one, possibly two special uh, celebration episodes to reflect back on some of those moments. Uh, But I want to thank you for your faithfulness uh, to stick with me and to uh, make this show uh, uh, possible and uh, also uh, to allow us the ability to uh, make it this far. And uh, I want to invite you to continue uh, your prayer and financial par- partnership uh, with uh, uh, the show and our ministry, Sira International, which, by the way, we also celebrate the launch of our new website, SiraInternational.com. Uh, That's, again, Sira C-I-R-A, international, one word, dot com. Uh, Sitting here with me today, uh, Pastor Mark, as we continue our um, exegetical, uh, basically, study uh, of the uh, Book of Romans, chapter 1. And, um, you know, as always, I like to always give you a a brief background, the the Book of Romans, uh, or the letter to the Romans. That's the letter that the Apostle Paul was inspired by the Holy Spirit to write to the believers in Rome. And uh, the letter really intended to to make a distinction between uh, the world and the believers in general. And uh, Paul made the case for our need for salvation, and the gospel is the key to that. And uh, at the same time, laid out the legal argument why, uh, without Christ, we are not saved, uh, and we cannot be justified before a holy and a just God. Obviously, we're still in chapter 1, and chapter 1 has the introduction, uh, at least the intro portion from verses 1 to 7, and then Paul begins to lay out a summary of his argument for the entire book. And um, we get to, of course, uh, in the last couple of episodes, the powerful verse 16 in chapter 1, I am not ashamed of the gospel, and uh, we talked about why uh, uh, Paul is not ashamed of the gospel. And uh, last time, we gave a quick summary Uh, overview of passages from verses 18 to 24, and we are going to revisit uh, uh, starting from verse 18 today. Pastor Mark, thank you so much for joining me. It's great to be here again now. This is one of the most, uh, I I think, uh, enlightening, important chapters in Romans and even really in the Bible. It's going to explain so much for us about God and about what he's done. I appreciate Al, that you opened us with the idea that really the intent of this book is to explain how God wants to save us. Uh, 
And we talked last time about how the the righteousness of God, being made right with God, is revealed in the gospel. But at the same time, we're told in this chapter that the wrath of God is being revealed as well. And sometimes when people hear that, they think, oh, the wrath of God? So uh, maybe a catastrophe happens and, and, and something t- horrible happens. People say, oh, that must be the wrath of God. But I think what we find in this chapter is that the wrath of God is really something where instead of him doing, he allows. And that's what we're going to see here is that God allows. Because of what mankind, because of our reactions to him, he then allows certain things to happen. So everyone, according to Paul, has should know that God is out there. There's no excuse. The heavens tell us that he's out there. Creation itself, Paul says, tell us he's out there. There should be no reason why people don't acknowledge the fact that there is a divine, holy, almighty creator, and we should acknowledge him as such. But then Paul's going to go on and he's going to say, but, but what we've done is, is, even though the unseen of him is clearly discerned in verse 20 to creation from the results of creating the universe, both his eternal power and deity, people have no excuse Though they knew God, in verse 21, they honored him not as God by giving thanks. That's all. Give thanks. Acknowledge that God is there. Give thanks. Be willing to bow the knee because he is God. But they became worthless, it says, in their reasoning. In their reasoning, people become worthless and their foolish heart then becomes darkened. People do this to themselves. Amen. And, uh, you know, I just uh, want to give you a quick idea. In, in, uh, in this particular passage, 18 to 21, for instance, Paul uses the word that we use typically uh, uh, a related revelation, apocalyptus, for instance. And, and here the word is um, uh, used uh, in, in a term reve- uh, showing that God's wrath has been revealed and why it's man's sin. And he gives examples of what that meant, straying away from the norm into what is unnatural according to God's perfect plan. And hence, because of this, the realignment only occurs through the gospel. That's right. That's right. Um, things working the way they're supposed to is when we have the right mind, the right heart, and we acknowledge the truth and we live according to truth. And the truth is, is that there's a God out there and we need to serve him and bow to him. So verse 22, Al, it says that the ones claiming to be wise, I think so much of our educational system and universities and uh, all of the things that we can go and learn there were, and they have no idea, no understanding at all that there is a God out there. Those claiming to be wise, Paul says, they've become fools or they became fools. Now, this is interesting. Verse 23, they exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God incorruptible God, into the likeness of an image of corruptible man. Paul's referring back to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, where God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness. So this image slash likeness terminology is important here. Humanity as the image of God, what that really means is that the image is the one who represents another, 
Uh, it's like an ambassador. Image is equal to a representative in the Old Testament. So in Genesis, what God did is he made us to be his representatives. But instead of acknowledging that there's a God and being willing to represent him before all of creation, mankind exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for incorruptible man. In other words, we've made images of ourselves, of self. Humanity took the path, Al, of of self-worship, worship of mankind, worship of the creation, which is what that verse says. That is absolutely correct. And uh, another thing that is revealing here, no pun intended, uh, the word has been revealed. Really, the, Paul uses this term in, in, a, in a sense, if you wish, uh, that it's almost like a, uh, a, a, a small amount of drops of water, basically. So the revelation of the wrath of God is taking place, and at some point, the full wrath will be revealed after God's patience will be tested. So, in other words, as if Paul is saying, yes, the, the wrath has been revealed. Yes, here is evidence of what I mean, that God's wrath is revealed against sin and man's uh, straying away from God. But it's also telling us God is still patient, giving us a chance to repent and come back to him. And just as the wrath has been already revealed, justification can happen almost instantaneously and the realignment will take place. Right. Now, it may take time for things to properly align, if you will, in a person's Sanctification, life, exactly. Right. But, but, but the forgiveness, the setting things on the right path, that happens instantaneously, as you're saying, and that's what God wants to do. That's the power, going back to verse 16, I believe it is, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God. It is power from God for salvation, to save us from this <laughs> this fate, if you will, where we've 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 been given over to the lusts of our heart, uh, verse twenty four, to immorality or filthy vileness is really the the meaning of that word. Verse twenty four says, therefore, by the lusts of their heart, God gave them over. That's the that's the wrath. God gave them over by their lusts to immorality, so that their bodies would be treated shamefully among themselves. And also in, in, in verse um, 18, you uh, basically you get the sense of um, uh, lack of belief and obedience. For the wrath of God is revealed for, from heaven against all ungodliness, right? Lack of belief of God and unrighteousness, lack of obedience, basically, uh, of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. So there is lack of obedience and lack of acceptance of what is evidence. I mean, Paul is saying there is evidence that make it very compelling that the truth is there. It's just men refuse to accept refuse that truth. Refuse it. They have to deny the truth. And in denying the truth, how do you think that you could continue to think in a clear manner if you begin every day by denying what should be such basic in truth? And that is that there is a creator and a God and we need to bow and worship and give him thanks. So um, so what, what does that lead us to then in this passage? You know, now that you uh, laid out this foundation, um, what do we see in this passage that uh, can further clarify? 
Well, uh, I, I'm, I'm looking here specifically now at, at 24 leading into 25. Um, how it says here that um, we've, this, we've been given over to immorality, to, uh, to this shameful kind of behavior, uh, because we've converted tr- the truth of God, it says in verse 25, into the lie and worshipped and served the creation, ourselves, rather than the creator, who is blessed in the ages. Amen. So I th- what's going to happen from here on is Paul is going to further explain what this looks like in terms of people not thinking clearly about things. And Al, we, we, we see this so much today in our society where where it seems like reason or just clear thinking, we don't have to call it logic, or but clear thinking has been abandoned. And um, so much of the, the issues surrounding, uh, uh, I, hearing a story this week about the, a transgender issue in Cornell University where the population voted that uh, they wanted the administration to provide um, uh, feminine products for the students for free in both the ma- male and female bathrooms. Well, why do you need those in the male bathrooms? They do this because they want to not offend anyone who might be transgender. Uh, it, it, it just seems to defy all normal thinking and logic. And they're doing this, they think, it be for good reasons. It's, the world seems to have gone crazy so much when it comes to thinking clearly and understanding the way God has naturally made things to be. It's lack of logic. Um, And here is what verse 19 actually says. For what can be known about God is plain to them. Let me try to clarify. The passage doesn't say everything that is known about God is clear. It says what can be known. Here is what, what that means. God's expectation is that he has wired us as human being with enough conscience and mental capacity to discern the existence of God and who he is. And just by this alone, we are worthy and deserving of his wrath because we ignored whatever he has already given us by way of ability. What I say, what I'm trying to say is, I don't want to hear people saying, well, I don't know God exists. I mean, I can't really comprehend. How how do you know that God is a one triune God? Well, guess what? This very passage tells me also that the idea that uh, or the doctrine of the Trinity and the one triune God, also that I'm without excuse to deny. And if God gave me that ability to even know something about his nature, imagine now how he will judge me about his ability to be the creator and the sustainer and the provider of everything. Yeah. It's you saying that and, and, and our discussion here, it, it makes me think of so often as followers of Christ, we get involved in conversations where people say to us, well, show me there's a God. Tell me, how do you know there's a God? Prove to me there's a God. Well, so we, we try to do that. And, and when it comes to the triune God, explain to me how that can be. Those are good questions to ask. And we can show somebody and walk them through the scripture, the very word of God and what he says about himself and how these things are. But do we really have to prove that God exists and that he's out there? Well, you know, brother, I think God is the master of presupposition, okay? I mean, he started the scripture by saying, in the beginning, God. 
He's not even giving you a chance to even question how God, right. you know, he's like, it's, in the beginning, God, in the beginning, the word, like it or not, it's not that's what it is. Debate. That's right. Yeah. It's not up for yeah. debate. So amazing. Um, Alan, this passage, uh, one of the things we haven't covered about it is he uses the example of homosexual relationships uh, as an example of not thinking clearly about about our most intimate of relationships even. I think a lot of times when the church or when Christians read this passage, they might confuse this and say that homosexuality is the 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 outcome of God's wrath upon an individual. And I, I don't think that that's really what it's saying, is that that's the ultimate end game of God's wrath. Actually, we, we need to get to uh, some of the later passages. Um, the end game, the, the real wrath is revealed in verses 29 to the end of the chapter. But Paul wants to use the example of relationships and men with men and women with women as an example of how thinking is not clear anymore. Things are out of whack. And God has given over to people because they deny this kind of activity because they do not acknowledge the truth about who he is. That's right. And verse 21 talks about not honoring God, basically. And um, it's, it's used in the aorist, in, in a, almost like a sense of a past tense, like wasn't honored. This knowledge that was given already is not being honored as we speak. Now, I like the idea of, of uh, obviously, you know, it's, it's wrong to think that this is the outcome, uh, although some would want to argue for that. God is talking about a relationship between, intimate relationship between man and God. And he's using a perfect example of how a natural relationship between man and God could be. Straying away from the true God, relationally, into idols. Whatever that idol might be. I mean, I, I, it could be sexuality. It could be finances. Uh, it could be just the idea that I worship myself I care for myself. I meet people all the time that uh, after I'm done talking to them, I, I almost felt like they were God in their own world, basically. So God is saying, let me explain at a deeper level, the deepest of all relationships, what I mean by the fact that you're ignoring that intimate relationship with me. And God being so wise, using a perfect example of how the difference between natural relations and unnatural relations that man seeks, not God, is basically implementing. Exactly. I, I, well said. I couldn't say that better. So the wrath, we really, I, I want to cover this. I want us to see this then. Um, well, let's go to verse 20, um, 28. It says that, and just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave over to them a corrupted mind to do what is improper. Now, now who is the, the they in this verse? The they is mankind, everyone, everyone who has basically denied the truth and given glory and honor to God. So God has, um, since they didn't acknowledge him, he gave them over. There's some play on words here in the Greek that I find uh, very fascinating. Um, there's this word edokimasen and then edokimon and then paradokin. I just want people to note that there's a like a familiarity there. It's almost like a, a poeticness. But the idea here, this play on the sounds of these words, is that what what Paul is saying here is that since people 
um, consider God to be unworthy of devotion, even though they know he is worthy, God has critically examined them and gave them over or conveyed, made for them, carried over to them. Um, even though he has a strong personal interest in them, he's abandoned them to this corrupted way of thinking. Um, so this, just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them over to a corrupted mind to do what is improper. So what did they do? Here's what they did. Being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, greediness, depravity, verse 29 is what I'm reading, full of jealousy, murder, strife, deceit, crafty malice, gossips, slanderers, haters of God, violent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, senseless, faithful, faithless, excuse me, hard-hearted and without mercy. That's what it looks like to fall under the wrath of God, is you're given over to your lusts and the depravity of your mind, and this is what comes out of it. And I like uh, verse 22. Uh, by the way, God doesn't really hide his feeling. So here is what, he, what God says. Claiming to be wise, that's the foolish men. Claiming to be wise, what's the outcome? They become fools. So if you really want to do it your way, God is calling you foolish. So in, in case you're wondering uh, how God views your wisdom. So let's get this out of your resume and move on to the next. So if you think yourself wise, I would advise you, unless your wisdom comes from God, empowered by him and his Holy Spirit, doing his natural things and having a relationship with him that he is pleased with, then unfortunately your wisdom to God is foolishness. Uh, completely, just like the psalm says, you know, uh, the, uh, uh, the, the the wise says in his heart, there is no God. Yeah, the fool. It's actually the fool says yeah. in his heart. Yeah. You know, basically God is saying, man thinks he's wise when he says there is no God, but it's foolishness to ignore all the available evidence of God's existence. So how did that happen? You claim to be wise, you become fool. Why? Because you exchange God's glory for your own self-glory. That's right, self-worship. You deny the truth. The truth is out there. It should be plain for us all to see. There is a God, there is a creator, and his power and his deity and the awesomeness of who he is asks, demands that we give him honor, that we become thankful to him because every good thing comes from him. Our people sometimes say, well, I, I don't know if I could believe in the God because why is there so much evil in the world? Why is there so much bad that happens? And this list that we just read from the end of Romans, it lists a lot of bad things that people do. But why does Paul say that bad stuff is there? It's God giving us over to the corrupted, deceived mind to do what is in within the lusts of our heart. Because we've denied him, okay, if that's the way you want it, have at it. It's as if he says that. And meanwhile, the door knocks and someone says, can I tell you about the gospel of Jesus Christ? The good news that in spite of this world and the way it is, God really wants to save you. And here's how it's done. If you'll put your faith in Jesus Christ, if you'll believe in the Son, you'll have forgiveness and God can set right your mind, your heart, 
and your walk with him. Amen. And uh, we're approaching uh, the end of our uh, episodes. I just want to emphasize one thing, and we will revisit again. In verse 24, notice the therefore. So God laid out the uh, foundation as why his wrath has been revealed. Therefore, God gave them, these men, because of their depravity, because they sunk so low, God says, I had no option but to turn you over to your own desires. Go for it. Knock yourself out. Knock yourself out. Basically. And that's what God is trying to tell us here, that he wants no part of these kind of uh, unnatural, basically, behaviors that God didn't intend in the first place. Well, uh, Pastor Mark, as always, it's been a pleasure to have you, brother. Uh, will you uh, consider joining me again next week so we can continue along this uh, fabulous study, which, by the way, we're getting a lot of wonderful comments uh, on Facebook about it. So awesome. thank you so much for your faithfulness. Uh, once again, this is uh, Let Us Reason. I'm your host, Al Fadi. With me here, Pastor Mark. We were going through uh, Romans 1, the passages from 18 to 24. We will continue this next week. Uh, okay, please uh, reach out to us uh, through our website, uh, sirainternational.com, or email me at Ministries in the plural, Ministries at gmail.com. Till we meet again, have a blessed week. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.